Hello and welcome to episode 140 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Good man, good. Good, good. We are back again, back after, what was it last week? I'm I'm already struggling to remember, so it must have been a very impactful one um, I, I was, was gonna say pet cemetery and it was not <laughs> no it was book of monsters um, That's the one. <laughs> yeah which was totally all right um so yeah we're back again um, totally rememberable back with That's a, a word white right yeah we're back with hopefully another memorable movie which is a netflix release um so potentially a lot of people might have already seen this one um Ooh. came out sort of at the start of the month uh, the silence um there's a lot of parallels with one of our favorite movies of last year, so we'll get into that, all that good stuff later on. Um, good luck, silence. Yeah. Um, we'll also talk about some TV later on. Of course, we've got to give that Game of Thrones chat. Um, we've got to get that chat in. But, uh, but first, we've got to get a our game bit. chat on as well. Yeah, we Just should saying. do, really. There's We're been some really good stuff. Um, but, uh, but first, a little bit of news. Not a huge amount. Um, let's start with the with the one and only trailer that came out this last week. Um, let's do it. Second trailer for Child's Play, uh, of course, yeah. coming this June. So only a couple of months away now. Um, very interesting trailer, I thought, because... Mm. So much of the focus, of course, lately has been on Chucky and, you know, and rightly so. And wanting to see Chucky, the new design, his backstory as a character, you know, because it's very different approach to the original movie. Um, Mm. And of course, kind of the the voice of Chucky. And Mm. this trailer was interesting because once again, we hardly get to see Chucky. They're very... If this was any other film, I'd be really happy because they've actually shown us very little. Yeah, they've shown a lot of respect to the kind of mystique yeah like the trailer isn't just his full-on chucky in the brightness mm. you know in every single scene it's very much like shadows quick cuts and then we only get one i, I believe there's the final shot of the, the trailer, final yeah which i can't remember what he says off the top of my head no is it something andy i, I can't remember what he says yeah something um, it's uh you know um mark hamill giving his best brad dwarf impression yeah that's the weirdest part right <laughs> is that it just sounds like exactly that um i think it's you know, the the trailer um, obviously wants it to sound like Chucky as we know mm. him. Um, I Christy wonder kind of... Andy as well. Yeah, and you know, it's a few words, and I wonder yeah. if they've been so choice on the, the fact that we don't hear him talk much because I feel like he will be different. I can't imagine that he's going to sound bang on like Chucky from the old ones because what's the point of having such a talent mm. um, voice act if you're not going to let him do his own spin on it? So I kind of... I feel like that might be a red herring, but obviously we can only talk about what we've heard and seen thus far. Yeah, like you say, it's very hard to judge it based upon such a small amount. Um, but I do think it's weird. I've, I've said this before in a lot of movies where there are certain red flags that start to throw up, and I, I do think this is a red flag because the fact that they added it so late, um, mentioned it so late, and now like this is kind of the, the second trailer traditionally. There'll probably be at least one more before it comes out, but the second trailer traditionally is when it kind of just shows everything, especially mm. when it comes to horror movies and the fact that they only showed one line i really don't think he's going to talk that much in this movie that's my own personal prediction mm. um i think they added the voiceover very very late on in production um so that's gonna yeah. be interesting i like, mean everything makes me think that apart from the fact that it's mark hamill <gasps> but yeah then, but then i guess like even that like they get him in the studio for like two days and they're like, well, that's all we need because he's got such a small talking part and we can get such a high name for such a low cost because mm. he doesn't do a lot, you know, doesn't talk a lot. We've got no acting, um, no, no on-screen acting. So we just got the VO stuff and can knock it out quick. But um, I, I, I did enjoy the trailer, though. I thought kind of I like the idea of him being able to fuck with the whole uh, home via kind of the hub and that sort of thing and more of a modern take on the technology and it's not just kind of the this doll like it's weird that that's attached to a chucky franchise but i like that as a spin on things that he can can kind of control a bit more i kind of got the impression that he's going to be more of like an entity that can kind of go into the doll but also like other things Mm. did you kind of get that sort of vibe yeah well i mean that's what they talked about with it being supposedly just a rogue ai and i I do Mm. wonder if that's again a red herring or not but like that's the main change of course being that this is no longer a serial killer's soul that has possessed Mm. a a toy it is a very much just a ai gone wrong which is a completely different take on the story and so yeah like you say if this ai isn't just in a doll it can be in a house it can be in a computer it can be in a car it can be in all different things and again like i think we both said like that is a great concept for a horror movie just not necessarily a child's play movie um mm. 
So it will be very interesting to see. I think with the voice thing as well, it's weird because I know um, with the production with the with the Charles play and Chucky movies, the, the traditional ones, they the first thing they record is Brad's voiceover, and mm. then they have that so they can play it on set, so the the actors can bounce off hit and hair in his voice, and obviously the Chucky scenes, you know. So I think it, it's very like I say we're a lot of guessing is involved here yeah it, it has... why why have an attachment like mark hamill and, and give us that news so late you know exactly it's... and if he's if he uh... has recorded his voice over late i have to imagine that you're not going to get that back and forth which i think chuck yeah. is so good at is is having the back and forth with the characters whereas yeah it just feels like they're probably just going to be running and screaming the characters and not really having that interaction with chucky and maybe he'll just have like a a one-liner that seems forced and, and kind of put in there but yeah mm. it'll be this is a very interesting one for sure like it's gonna be a goddamn fascinating show when we do finally get to see this movie yeah yeah um, i'm just glad that we're one round enough to do a show on it because it's gonna mm. be interesting and it's such a talk piece for the show it's been for like the past year or so i'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing it now one way or another yeah definitely um but yeah this this next news story is kind of cool um i saw this so i first um became aware of this movie reading the latest uh fangoria issue um which i'll have to touch upon at some point because i've read quite a bit of it now and really enjoy it um but it was this movie called gretel and hansel um which mm. it it kind of was on my radar because it stars sophia lillis who of course was in it um in 2017 um she won our best uh, actress award that year and we haven't seen her in anything since mm. at least i haven't um and was very surprised at that and so i'm really happy that she's kind of found a, another role in horror um so that's pretty much the main reason why i wanted to talk about this um yeah the, the bit in fangoria was very short and just mentioned this as a movie whereas it now does have a release date um which is okay. january uh 2020 um so right. it's a very long way away this one because yeah uh, this was one that i saw in my upcoming hmm. and um didn't didn't see that there was any kind of actors or actresses that we were kind of that attached to um yeah. in it um but to be honest I, I, yeah, I don't even know if i saw any names but i saw like a couple people talking about it but the fact that it was so far away and kind of it is very much from what i could could see about it it kind of does tell the the fairy tale yeah it's a um, reimagining of the brothers grim fairy tale yeah which um, is which is a weird kind of idea but you know i'm i'm down i mean it's very cool we'll because like they talk about it in fangoria of how like just goddamn messed up that story really is um yeah. at its core yeah, like true. you don't really need to make it any more horry than it already is um it's directed by osgood perkins who we have covered in the show before right, yeah he did the black yeah. coat's daughter um which we weren't fans of i know a lot of people were um he's done other movies as well um i am the pretty thing that lives in the house uh, which mm. i haven't seen and I no think i mean either one or two more um but of course he's famously um the son of anthony perkins of course mm. which is, uh, insane um but yeah there's like i say i think there's enough about this for like i like the concept of a reimagining of that story of course i want to see a new movie with sophia as well so yeah this one like I say is very far away but i just want to put it out there on the radar um this next one um are, are you Black excited Coach daughter hey coming coming up all ends in this short yeah episode. really is. it might not be the first uh, or the last mention of that um yeah this next story are you are you ready to talk more critters on this show potentially no 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 critters not your appetite no it, it very much um dehydrated my my um, right. thirst for more <laughs> critters to be honest well, i feel because... oversaturated with crates oversaturated you say well so apparently obviously we talked about this before it's been very messy sci-fi um was supposedly going to be rebooting the franchise before we knew anything about the shudder tv series mm -hmm. um i wish we still didn't know anything about that series um but yeah we now have kind of this seems to have basically a movie called critters attack has been rated r by the mpaa of course which is the sort of ratings board in america um and it has been rated R for bloody creature violence. Um, so people have clearly Sounds taken like this. Movie. Yeah, it really does. Um, and it's been rated, which means it's done. It's finished. You know, it's ready to go. Um, whether or not. God what, damn know, it, Rob. Why this? can't you get your movies rated? That's when they're done, Rob. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, <laughs> I haven't actually checked if there's been any hype train updates. Um but uh, I should have. I don't think they're announcing lineup for Fright Fest just yet. But. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I guess I can, I can already gauge the interest levels in you that you're not really too excited <laughs> for this one, are you? <laughs> Even though no. it might be good, you know, it's I mean, different. You know, it's not the other people. 
Yeah, true. I just kind of like even watching the critters, like a second it started and I wasn't necessarily hating on it too much. I was kind of like, oh, yeah, critters, they're kind of the one that I didn't that like that much back in the day. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, there was kind of like gremlins and, you know, like you like the leprechaun movies. And I was trying to think there's another one I was trying to think of, but there was a few of them anyway. And like Critters mm. was always the one that I was like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing like some of them, but never really having an attachment to it. Yeah. So yeah, give me some more gremlins. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I imagine hopefully, fingers crossed, this one will come out soon, and then we can of course cover it on the show. <laughs> Look forward to that one, guys. Um, and this I one like is Tremors, Critters crossover. Oh, that'd be. I'd so be legit. down for that. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And just have Leprechaun kill them all. Yeah, um, we need some more versus movies. That's what we need. Oh That's yeah, what the world needs. Great. Definitely. Yeah. Um, if, if judging by that ring crossover with the grudge that I watched a few weeks ago, cause that was, that was brilliant. Exactly. Um, this final news story is really exciting really, because it's about a movie that has a very kind of notorious background. Um, especially because of it's been on a mental amount of festivals over the last two or three years and has never seen any sort of home release DVD, Blu-ray or on demand. Um, the movie is tigers are not afraid, um, mm. which I don't know if we've ever mentioned on the show before, but it was kind of the quintessential like fright fest hidden gem um before well, that know, and one kind of the dead yeah well even before that because it, uh, tiger's not afraid was has been it shown at fright fest at least twice oh yeah um, that was the year before, maybe three times because it was at, it's been at glasgow and at london um mm. so it's been at multiple screenings just at that uh, festival alone i know it's been in a whole host of festivals across europe people absolutely love it and it was always one that i really really wanted to see um, and this is kind of cool because Shudder have acquired it, and I believe this is for international release. Um, yeah, I did so, see that it looked like it would be okay. Yeah, it sounds like it's not, because One Cut of the Dead, of course, is just for American territories. They've got the rights, um, but it seems like they've got all, I believe they said English language uh, territories. Um so fingers crossed on this one because yeah this is one i really really want to see um it's kind of always a bit disappointing with these news announcements is that they don't really give us any more information um like they've said that they've acquired it and they hope to release it this year but i would like some sort of window um mm. you know because we don't know if it's coming next week or in december and there's no in between with them so yeah true but, but it's exciting i'm very very excited for this one it'll be watch, one that we'll watch uh, as soon as we can um but yeah, that was it. That was all the news this week. Not a huge amount. Um, but yeah, just should we talk? Stuff. Just the good stuff. Should we talk about this week's film? Let's do it. Let's talk about The Silence. So yeah, like we said at the start of the show, obviously another Netflix release. Um, how many? Are we we saw. No, I'm not, not even surprised anymore. Yeah, um, like it's not even like a thing now when we review. I just I just assume we do alternate weeks like cinema <laughs> than Netflix. To be honest. Yeah, and and they've really been catering towards this type of movie recently. Mm. Like they really wanted to find their big kind of post-apocalyptic horror. Yeah, uh, film, no. which I respect that they're trying to find that. Yeah. I respect the shit out of that. Yeah, which we've seen yeah. a few of them. You know, we saw Bird Box, we saw Cargo. Um, yeah, I was going to say Cargo. That was, you know, I feel like that should have stuck on my head more than what it did. Mm. Yeah, it was a cool film for sure, it but decent. it was kind of it was kind of forgettable. But it had definitely had some cool moments that I remember Ooh. more than like a few of the more similar ones. Like I feel like Ooh. I already remember more in Cargo than I did in Bird Box. But yeah, um, Bird Box was the one that kind of got a massive kind of surge of people watching it, but felt a bit flat for me. But anyway, yeah. that's not the so, But this one, yeah, this one hasn't had anywhere near the sort of fanfare around it like Bird no. Box has. You know, it came out and I did see a few people talking about it, and obviously the yeah. comparisons to a Quiet Place way more than Bird Box because this is very much based upon for people that don't know a creature which hunts via sound um mm. in a post-apocalyptic world um it is very very similar with with a quiet place to the point that it even has one Massive. of our characters is deaf our lead character in fact yeah i um, feel like either the guys that made this movie cried when uh quiet place came out or they picked up their pen and started writing the movie yeah uh, it's one of those things where it's, <laughs> it's based upon a book which i believe came out around 2015 right um, fair play. well the thing is is you can never judge these things because yeah. then apparently they started you know writing the script around the same time a quiet place was in production so mm. 
it's one of those things really where i have no idea how much this is based upon the book i have no interest in ever reading the book so i'll never know um no. but watching this of course in a world where a quiet place exists it's yeah. kind of stunning how many things that it is close it's, to it's yeah it is actually ridiculous at points and we will get into it and um I guess like when we talk spoilers about this movie, there may be a potential Quiet Place stuff slip out. We'll try to be mm. careful with Quiet Place. But when the spoiler warning goes up, the spoiler warning goes up from both, I think, we'll, we'll, just to be safe. Yeah, and hopefully if people have listened to any of our previous shows, you should know by now, go and see A Quiet Place. Like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. It was that our movie in 2018. Like, yes. go watch that above anything else. 100%. Go watch that. Uh, Go watch us. Like support these awesome movies. Um, hell yeah! yeah. But do silence. Wanna, yeah. Do you want to give us a synopsis of this one? This not just talking yeah. about a quiet place. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, well, my synopsis was going to be quiet place with flying <laughs> things, but okay, mm. I guess I can synopsize this a little bit more. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Basically, the whole world. Um. I think, although they kind of focus on America as most of these things do. Um. Is under attack from these kind of mini pterodactyls that hunt via sand. So they're kind of like uh, graboids that can fly, that look mm. like pterodactyls. I'm going to bring in the Tremor references if I can't talk quietly. Fair um, enough. That's two and, already. Damn it. And, um, yeah, they, they basically, um, the opening of the movie, we see these um, kind of uh, guys kind of, break into this uncharted cave system and free these flying creatures. Um, and then they basically are raining havoc fairly early on in the movie, which I kind of respect. Um, uh, and our, our lead kind of characters are kind of like a family of um, mother and father, two children and the uh, grandma all kind of in this house. And then there's kind of a best friend character as well. Mm. Um for the dad's best friend character um our kind of main character is ali who um uh is kind of uh our token um kind of not to mention quiet place but she's also deaf just mm. like our lead character from quiet place and the family knows sign language like, kind of like another movie that I can't mention. Um, <laughs> and um, I found this family kind of quickly tries to adapt and um, kind of survive in this post-apocalyptic world where they, these flying kind of creatures that hunt via sound. Um, the family decides to leave their house and go on a road trip with a noisy car um, to, to get to safety. Mm. Um, and that's kind of the main uh, bulk of the movie then with our characters soon discovering that maybe a car journey wasn't the best idea and um trying to trying to get to safety and survive this thing mm. um, and let it all blow over i mean they should have just gone to the pub <laughs> yeah they really should winchester always wins whatever their plan was yeah yeah um and we'll get into that sort of thing because it's definitely something that i need to bring up quite a bit when we talk about uh, kind of uh, this movie in a bit of depth but i think that's that's as far enough in the way of synopsis um mm. i guess kind of you know the the main kind of six people that i've touched upon and then kind of ali has a boyfriend that um we keep checking in with um kind of via kind of skype calls and that, mm. that sort of thing um and other than that they're really the main characters in the movie we get kind of introduced to a couple more later on um yeah. but yeah the silence yeah um, um yeah. before we go into i guess our opinions i wanted to bring up the fact that we we wanted to try and do this um for every show until mm -hmm. we hit a movie that doesn't do this so uh we'll probably forget about this next week though <laughs> but uh mm -hmm. does this movie have a unnecessarily horror intro ah well played um probably not it has a horror intro but it, but it but it kind yeah. of i i i would say this a pass i give really? this a pass yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting one because we've talked about, yeah, whether it's necessary or yeah. not. I, I yeah, think it was a bit because... odd because it does just start and then suddenly there's some killer bats and then it moves on to this family. Like, to me, it felt a little bit jarring. Like, I think it is included mm. in this weirdness. Yeah, it's a it's a massive grey one. It's not egregious. Let's, let's go mm. that far then. Yeah, not all movies just have, like, a jump cut to a scene yeah. that's just later on in the movie. Um, but, <laughs> like, I feel like, yeah, it would have, like i feel like any movie that doesn't start with your lead characters is always just a weird one like i don't know but it does have that yeah. scene anyway um 
So yeah, we'll try and keep this going to see how long it actually. T- I really yeah. want to see a horror movie that just just starts and just doesn't care about having a uh, sort of unnecessarily. Oh look, here's the monsters in the first five minutes. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely, you definitely want that to, <laughs> you know, not be the trend because sometimes it is real frustrating. It's just like you say when it's unnecessary. I think, and that's why I give this one a pass because it didn't. Mm. This one didn't piss me off. So, you know, <laughs> I just laughed because I was like, here it is. And then, and then it was like, then you get credits, then you get introduced to your lead characters, then you're discovering about the deaf girl and the dad and his friend. And, and it's like, that's where, you know, a traditional movie would start. It's just the fact that this is a horror movie means it has to start with the bat sequence. Um, but uh, yeah, going into, I guess, our opinions on it now. Um, oh, man, this movie was very dull, very, yeah. very dull um it was bland it was boring most most notably which is kind of the worst thing i think we've talked about this before where more than anything if a movie's goddamn boring that sucks probably more than anything else for us uh especially doing a show on it because it just ends means you don't really have much to talk about um if it doesn't evoke any sort of emotion in you either way and, and this is exactly what this movie was to me was that it was it was painfully der- derivative of other movies i'd seen within the genre yeah adds adds nothing new to the post-apocalyptic subgenre in the slightest it just kind of like slightly rips off some things merges them together it has very quintessential um you know here's the hero scene where a character is going to be like don't leave me you know save yourself mm. and it's going to have um false you know kind of death the scream. come back yeah it just yeah. it has it ticks every box I think, on the bad page of horror and that's kind of what was so disappointing yeah. about this and it was just i found it so boring like the characters themselves and the family are incredibly boring i like, i know what you mean i wasn't like massively bored with it but then i guess i'm a sucker for post-apocalyptic but the thing mm. that i found so infuriating to the point that i was just so cheesed off with this movie by the end of it is the stupidity of every character in this movie yeah and the reason why they're stupid is to make the filmmaking easy and cheap Mm. um so something that i respect massively about a quiet place and we have to bring it up constantly because there there need to be direct comparisons is that it's use of sound and it's called mm. a quiet place. And the fact that characters don't, you don't hear our character speak for like an hour of the movie and they use sign language. They're not afraid to subtitle. Um, and in this movie, our characters instantly know that they attack via sound. Yeah. There's a scene where one character is cocking kind of a shotgun and that sound is attracting their senses. Mm. So at that point I'm like, we fucking know sign language. Like, silence the movie's called the silence let's just do sign language we've got Mm. this no one else has got this tool but our characters constantly talk to each other throughout the entire movie even when they sign language they whisper Mm. so it's audible enough for the viewer to understand what they're saying and i'm like put up subtitles it really takes me out of it the the daughter that is deaf by the way <laughs> has video calls with her boyfriend where the he has really the nice. sound on talking to her with sign language yeah. and i was like jesus christ let alone the fact that our characters have boarded up their house and it seemed relatively safe then they go let's all jump in a car which is really noisy and drive to an unknown place like they were just like let's just drive north Mm. they don't even have a plan where they're driving to yeah i was like at least wait until you get the hoax sanctuary phone call that there's safety and then go off to it you know a la bird box whereas mm. this is just like yeah we, we probably don't want to stay in our house we want to drive they're well, like where? Why, well why? if we're <laughs> if we're moving we're safe yeah it was so but like the this the way that this starts you know outside of the opening scene where they kind of introduce you to the bats then we see the family mm. and then it's kind of like at night uh, i feel like they're watching like a news report where just kind of all the information gets fed to them well, well the thing that i love as well it's 3 a.m i'm like mm. who the fuck was up to realize that this shit's going down yeah like <laughs> like the um, grandma who's smoking or whatever but like so yeah. when when you're initially introduced to this as the enemy this swarm of bats that hunts by sound there's there's no stakes or tension whatsoever because it's just a family in a house and they're yeah, not and they being, they're not being attacked in yeah, any they way they're not under know. any yeah they're not under any danger or anything they're just there and then it, and then it's like the movie's begun the the fact but, that the the dad 
steps outside and is like, well, it still seems fairly chill out there. There's some yeah. fire up in the distance, but we should probably like, get going. It's the most underwhelming kind of apocalypse starting mm. moment in a movie or TV show I think I've ever seen because it mm. starts and outside of, again, another forced scene, which is a train, which is never referenced ever again, just has a bunch of oh, passengers on yeah, it. Oh, yeah, that was and it's frustrating, just, it? It's just thrown in this kind of moment of tension that's supposed to shock the audience just to keep you going. But that is purposely... It's very purposeful where they put this in the movie. They put it in the movie when the characters in the family are discovering about this the, the bats for the first time because mm. what's actually happening to the family is jack shit. They're not under any threat at all. Like you say, they get into their cars in the middle of the night and drive off for no reason whatsoever. They don't need to do any of that. Um, oh, um, while we're on our frustrations, I have a list of frustrations that drove me absolutely insane in this movie that I need to get off my chest uh, just because they're fantastic. <laughs> so the one that the one that and I don't I'm not going to throw massive spoilers or anything at this point. They're, they're fairly kind of, you know, non plot centric. We need to talk about the scene at some point. We will. Um, but at one point, a family arrived to a heavily barricaded house with high fences that they can't get into only to discover that 10 feet from the, the heavily barricaded fence is a tunnel that leads them directly into the property with no <laughs> lock on it. Uh, biggest. That was the one that I was like, that's the most egregious thing I've ever heard. Mm. Um, that's fantastic. Ryan. The fact that a load of characters uh, know that there's a vehicle with a shit ton of guns in it and the dad decides to fashion himself a tiny little spear. Now, I understand that guns make noise, but I also understand that guns are quite powerful and it's post-apocalypse and you know that people are dicks. Mm. So arm up, guys. Um, what were my other frustrations? The, um, I mean, yeah, there's a couple of spoilery things that I won't get into, but... The, just in general, the use of sound really frustrated me. This movie is called The Silence. Um, it's the noisiest fucking movie that we've seen that mm. like that should be to do with sound. Our characters. Oh, the one that really, really frustrated me was um, there's a scene where kind of the characters. And again, I'm not going to go spoilery. This is kind of you know a little bit later on. But there's a scene where one of our characters um, they kind of know that there are some like people out there as well and they all wake up and decide to wake every character up apart from the daughter who's upstairs alone asleep and i'm like so you wake up the you don't wake up the one character that can't hear people coming mm. i'm like what the fuck movie like yeah. the, the fam and they make a point to show the dad go around and wake up every other family member Mm. I was like, the, there were so many moments like There's that where it was just, well it was really it, poor in that respect. When the dad goes to, he leaves and goes to like a shop and is it, I'm assuming it's to yeah. find like medicine. It's to find um, antibiotics. Yeah. Yeah. So why, why does he take the door with him? Yeah. Because she just needs to be in every scene. Yeah. But that annoyed me as well. Oh, it was like, okay, he take was... someone else with you that you now have to worry about. Who's not going to mm. help you. You don't need to carry anything that takes two people. You're going to, fill your bag. And then like yeah. you're carrying someone who's deaf. So she's not got the best awareness for, in regards to like creatures. Like it just, mm. it made no sense. Her well, being also, there. Like the thing, you know, as a, as a parent, the one thing you want to do is protect your children above mm. everything. Like the mother would not want her child to go out and get antibiotics for her. Like yeah. the father would not want to risk his child. Like that's just, it's just poor to have this, to, to tr kind of serve a really ridiculously poor pot, plot point uh, for mm. the daughter being out there. Um, that was unnecessary. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll get into more frustrations, I guess, as we go into spoilers. But I just feel like this movie, it, it didn't frustrate me in the same sense it frustrated you with the, the boredom and that sort of thing. And kind mm. of, I do agree that, that it definitely has some pacing issues and, and has a really poor kind of post-apocalyptic start. But when the family were on the journey and kind of they were, you know, inevitably start to be attacked and have trials and tribulations. I was still kind of like, okay, this movie could, you know, I'm, I'm not angry at this point. Mm. And then they just continued to do these really sloppy things kind of from that point on almost everything that I've described, these really sloppy writing points. The tunnel was the one that made me laugh out loud. Did mm. you even like acknowledge that when you were? Not particularly. It, no, it, oh was, my God. It, was, it was a few. It, right. me, it was definitely it when the daughter went with the dad, when I was like, oh, okay, there's no logic to this movie. Yeah. Whatsoever. Oh no. It was when they came to the barrier 
barricaded house and they were like <laughs> oh and then the dad was like oh look a tunnel and I was just like, fuck off. And then uh, yeah. obviously there's a rattlesnake in it as well. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, which the one then, thing like, that so makes the, the creatures, which are supposed to be the main enemy of this movie, mm. swoops in, kills the rattlesnake, and then buggers off pretty much before it even harms the daughter. Yeah, I didn't understand why they left because they're going to be – and because, like, at this point, characters are screaming. Mm. And I'm like, well, that, that's it. Game over. They're so inconsistent in regards to yeah. what they actually do. Like we know the rules in something like a quiet place is you make a sound and those monsters are going to screw you up. Yeah, whereas you're, you're screwed. They're, they this, become relentless at that point. It was just a case of, oh yeah, sometimes they'll come. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes, sometimes you can they'll be really, really quick. Sometimes they can like smash a car to smithereens and sometimes mm. they can't break single pane glass yeah and it's like we'll we'll some we'll get into more spoilery stuff but towards the end of the movie there are people screaming there are people fighting there are people punching there are people running uh all of that stuff and they're just kind of like swarming above them like they're not even there uh the one thing that i gave them a slight bit of credit for in the finale and this isn't spoilery um, storm or whatever yeah there's a massive thunderstorm and a lot Mm. of rainfall so they didn't again the filmmakers didn't like it would have been nice if a character had been like we can make some noise now, you know, which a certain movie did and told us that sound can mask things. Mm. Um, but literally the only reason why I gave the silence this pass is because the quiet place explained the rules of the post-apocalyptic creature that hunts my sound monster movie so well that I applied some of that logic to this. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about this movie is that I'm really glad movies like this exist because it shows you the quality of a movie like mm. a quiet place is that it's not just the fact that we loved the concept concept and it's post-apocalyptic and that was enough for us to be wowed by it was by, a case of the they way, nail guys. every little thing about what that world needs to be like the yeah. use of sound is the main issue that you brought up and it's it sound plays no part in this movie they kind of occasionally show you this deaf character which we'll get into that because having a non-deaf character play a deaf girl and seeing the difference between what it actually was like in a quiet place is like mm. so night and day it's unbelievable but the it fact is, that they just show you her and they they have this weird like whistling sound and then they just cut away from it like it's really unclear why they're even showing that like they're obviously mm. trying to do the quiet place thing of putting us into her shoes but i don't get a sense of that at all watching this movie whereas every no. time in a quiet place when we you you never up, you never got a sense of fear you never felt like ali was under extra um danger because mm. of her um being deaf whereas kind of millicent in quiet place you always felt like when you saw her and there were scenes where you're like oh my god like i'm i'm so like the the mood i mean you describe quiet place and it's just like pure tension mm. whereas like you say there was there was never any stakes in this movie i never got an attachment to the characters initially but even without that attachment when things were going down, it just it just kind of had this sense of inevitability that that no one was really that the creatures were so inconsistent, mm. um, you know. And it's kind of because they they are in the movie throughout, um, which is obviously different. Um, but the the fact that they're there constantly, they're just always there, kind of swarming, but kind of not really doing anything. That's the thing I feel about this as a enemy for uh, a horror movie is that when you have a swarm of bats as the enemy, there's real. I don't think mm-hmm. there's not that much you can do with it, and I think this movie shows that. Is like kind of when I think in my head, what's like a crack? <laughs> Obviously, being in a car and kind of them swarming it, smacking yeah. the glass and smacking the door. That's a good visual, and that works. And they obviously have that moment in this movie. The one, the as- one good visual visual is the Netflix kind of poster art of it, which is kind of like when they go to get the antibiotics and they're all like on the. Pack- power lines yeah and they're kind of like looking up around them that was a cool visual and i did appreciate mm. that um, but like i said there's not really there's not much you can do with that like the, the, no. you don't get the slow creep intention that you do in another movie of like you know will it see us you know creeping around it because they are just they're this they're this another movie such as yeah they're just like the swarm and like i say they, they pretty much they're either going to see you and eviscerate you or they're not like there isn't really an in between if you're the least. lead character in the movie probably not yeah or like um, most of them to be honest like this yeah. movie has such a small body count as well like where mm-hmm. you have the really obvious like i said earlier like fake hero death and then after yeah. that it's like there's nothing really to, to even um, attach yourself to i do uh one uh listeners in the show and i challenge i challenge cody to this more than anything uh to go back to the start and take a drink every time we compare this to quiet place maybe not a shot because you might you might die but just mm. like you know a finger yeah uh, a shot of water maybe um 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, should we just should we just dive into spoilers? Because I feel like we're yeah, I mean, unless we want to give our. Should we go into recommendations? Like, uh, yeah, can do. Seems like I... we've been fairly scathing on this movie. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't hate it in the slightest because it doesn't deserve my hate. I just think this is incredibly boring and bland. Like I said, it takes from so many things that I love and doesn't add anything fresh or exciting or even emulate the the things that it's taken in a in a good way. Um, so that's a so... strong recommend. I absolutely do not recommend you watch this movie. If you have Netflix, there are so many better things on the service to watch. Save your time. This is a strong, this is at least 90 minutes that you're never going to get back. Oh, I respect the the fact that this is one hour 30 on IMDb. Like, mm. fair play to it there. Um, yeah, I think what I really thought this was going to be is a, um, you know, decent copycat of quiet place where it wasn't going to be that special source that quiet place was but it was going to be still enjoyable because there's a lot that you could do with this sort of thing that can be enjoyable and especially when you get creatures that attack more frequent it could be more of a you know body count kind of thing you know that kind of thing and it really mm. wasn't that um and like, yeah, like treat it like piranha i feel like yeah, that's where they should have went yeah you know and it just kind of like you say it, it really just fell flat on everything and then for me with these weird choices that our characters make you talk about like the dumb cops in movies every mm. character in this movie is dumb no one makes a single good decision in this movie um and that frustrated the hell out of me and, and yeah i don't like i didn't hate this movie but i i can't really recommend it and it because it really does um do what people used to say netflix movies did like oh it's just a netflix movie mm. that's kind of what this is Yes. And, and Netflix have get, gotten away from that. And so for me, that's why this is really frustrating because it's kind of got some people that you recognize, mm. obviously kind of Stanley Tucci being the main one. So it's like, oh, well, we've kind of got attachment and kind of like I felt like Bird Box was almost that, mm. but um, got like a lot of people to enjoy it. And it kind of missed the mark for us a bit, but we still pretty much enjoyed it. But this one really is just a Netflix movie, um, yeah. which is a shame. Yeah, this is the most Netflixy of the Netflix releases we've seen for a very long time, and that's yeah. very damning because we have been yeah. huge Netflixy fans of it. in 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 the in the negative sense. Yes. Yeah, where, where kind of you know you have this descriptive. Oh well, it's you know it's only a Netflix movie because we've talked, you know, in depth about how Netflix at this point is as good as as feature. You look at something like an Annihilation, and mm. that movie is beautiful and should be on the you know you not to disrespect Netflix, but you want to see that on a big screen because it's mm. gorgeous and you're like wow yeah. it blew me away and then you've got something like this which is just bland yeah it's the quintessential they've got there's clearly money yeah. in this movie i dread to think what the budget is i think that the the cgi for the most part with the bats is serviceable and fine i think the mm. the one noticeable moment was the car crash looked unbelievably <laughs> bad like we that's just something you don't see really in modern films is that most car yeah. crashes now are filmed practically and so to see a fully cgi car crash and hit a tree and it just has no impact whatsoever no weight to the action like that bit looked awful especially because that's supposed to be a big moment early on in the movie mm. um and i thought the cgi completely ruined that scene um yeah yeah should we should we talk spoilers i guess um yeah there's only one thing i wanted to bring up in regards to spoilers for me is the um the cult aspect which they yeah. had very late on i thought was really cool um it's it's really? very undercooked and it isn't you know it isn't utilized it. in the way i wanted it to you did you hate it I hated it. So the reason yeah. why I liked it was because it added something at least to it outside of the fact that it isn't just a family and some bats. Um, I liked yeah. that there was a different dimension to it. I know that we've talked to death about how these types of post-apocalyptic movies, they always lean into the fact that humans are the worst enemy. And so I get yeah, that. That's really but frustrating. I was just like, oh, wh how, like, what was the movie that we watched? Oh, I can't remember if we did it for the show. Um, no, it wasn't. The but That bunker movie. Um do you oh, know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do I know what you mean. Called, I can't remember no. what it's called either. But yeah, where where they basically turn to like murder and like just being mm. absolute nutcases. And I felt like if there was a clock in the bottom hand corner, they're like, oh, they've been in there for 36 hours. Mm. And kind of like. <laughs> that was a cool movie, though. <laughs> oh, it was a cool movie, yeah. but they just kind of went from like zero to 10 really fast. Yeah. I did enjoy it. I wish I could remember the name of it. Mm. But um, I feel like that wasn't just called The Bunker. But anyway. um you know this movie it felt like there wasn't a massive amount of time that passed between um 
you know, the the start of this movie and the outbreak and suddenly there's this fanatical religious cult. Um, mm. You know, some might argue that some, you know, that's what I was gonna say. sections that's, aren't that far away from cult. That's already. what I liked. I liked that it was very much this like quintessential kind because of, like the first moment you're introduced to him is when they just had the scene where they've gone for, to get the medicine. And so they're just mm. walking down the street and they can see the bats and they're just trying yeah. to stay as quiet as possible. And then he's standing there holding a book, like looking like he wants to talk to them and like, looking like a piece of shit. To, to join his religion, his cult. And so I love that aspect of that's something that you see in everyday life still emulated in the most bizarre situation and then the fact that you know their whole thing is that they've cut out their tongues um again completely underutilized and is not well established at all but again actually ties to the title and would be a good use of sound is that these people oh, I that are so I, I like it like i think there's something there again i don't like the way it's utilized in this a little movie. bit a little bit but even then i'm like so, it's something not difficult about... not to talk, and also you can still make noise if your non- if your tongue's cut out. Oh, definitely, which is what I thought they were going to do. <laughs> I thought they were going to use the a quiet place thing, and he was going to start yeah. screaming or whatever. But I yeah. like the whole idea of them, you know, threatening you by writing down notes on a book and passing it to each other. Yeah, I like that, and uh, especially I like the part when the dad kind of wrote back, like, "Leave us alone now." I was like, "Whoa, someone's yeah. grown up here." Yeah, um, and, so and then later on, of... when it, when they kind of attacked them and they used the use of the phones with the with the kind mm. of alarms going off yeah. in, in replace of like it, it had some all right moments but mm. i was just like oh jesus christ a bloody cult like <laughs> it just felt like what cheap kind of obvious stereotype for these sorts of things could you throw in and it was like mm. oh the old religious cult yep yeah um, it, is, it is definitely that i just the, think there was a few things that they could have uh, done there that was fun yeah it definitely uh, yeah when i think about it some of the cooler moments they did did lend to it because i did enjoy the whole phone scene and stuff but it was added um, way too late like this was the, like the last 10 or 15 minutes yeah of the um the thing that made me laugh out loud secondary to the tunnel um because i'm not getting over that tunnel i don't care it's, it's goddamn ridiculous is this um, your dumb cops huh is yeah. this your dumb cops? Yeah. If you have a fortified building, don't have an escape tunnel 10 feet away from it. How I mean, is he supposed like... to get out of it? Well, you know, <laughs> maybe put a fucking lock on it. Like People ain't got time for locks. <laughs> no one's going to see that massive tunnel. No, you're right. You're right. That perfect human-sized tunnel. Like, what... what serviceable there was point a snake in it for god's sake what more security was, do you want oh so it was secure yeah like <laughs> what 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 did that tunnel serve a purpose for was it drainage like what what was the mm. point of it apart from for, <laughs> for our characters to get in with it wasn't like it was a sewer tunnel it's the snake it's the snake tunnel. oh it's the snake tunnel gotcha yes. gotcha take it all back <laughs> um yeah was the the grandma and her kind of uh john krasinski kind of moment (laughs) like was just outrageous and i just kind of um it was so cheap and so um pointless because she we instantly the our our, um ali gets saved or or, sorry gets captured again so it's just it's just completely pointless and unnecessary Mm. um and just serves no purpose um and and I was just like, oh my god, you're gonna you're gonna do that for no reason. The way that like, scene oh. looked didn't really make sense to me either because they take her and then they walk away and then the cult kind of smugly smiles at the dad as if to say like, haha, we've won. There's nothing you can mm. do, and slowly walk away. And then the dad just kind of like runs them, like and then yeah. attacks them. And it's like, did they not mm. think that would happen? Yeah, like, yeah, I know. Weird. It was just all so dumb. And like you say, even with the whole rain thing characters were proper screaming and you know murdering each other and loud possibly gunshots went off i can't even remember Mm. um but like it was super loud and and the 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 vests would have got involved somehow and can we talk about the word vesp as well yeah that's a great horror name (laughs) for all the sucky like names we've got like Mm. can you imagine us talking about the vests i mean we've already got the goddamn critters coming back like Mm. we can't have the vesps like yeah yeah it was it, when they said the name i was like really <laughs> like, and they say just it call them the vamps well. just they call them it. the vamps like it's way better mm. <laughs> like, i have to yeah. as well give a shout out to the 
final scene of this movie um which i don't care what anyone says is a complete ripoff of the last of us um it is like shot for shot pretty much the exact same <laughs> thing where, like this book was written two years after the last of us came out as well yeah um, yeah but like it's a oh, shot I love of that the, so much. the shot of fun. the vesp kind of on this creature where it's like put its eggs into it and the camera's panning around i swear it's the exact same camera angle and then the yeah. arrow comes in shoots the vesp and then who does it reveal it's our badass hunter our lead character who's now ellie you know, i mean ellie yeah <laughs> name so similar as well <laughs> um and then of course who is she with to reveal uh, oh she's her with boyfriend, her boyfriend joel. yeah joel. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually it was, called joel and it's in the snow as well and i just laughed a bit <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I, I know what he's actually called. Now. Oh, damn it, he's called Rob. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, if this, if you've not seen anything post-apocalyptic, you might like this. But if you've seen anything in the last five years that has nailed it, there's no I wish way we'd have like just played film. through Last of Us and reviewed that for this week. Can yeah, we do that we next week? Done. Yeah, we should do ready. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty much done talking about this movie. There's not many, yeah, anything else to I say. It's yeah, this one really frustrated me though. Like, the one thing I will add is that I think it's a shame that the Netflix post-apocalyptic stuff in general has been super underwhelming. Yeah. Um, obviously Bird Box and then even going back to Cargo, which I think was the best of the three and I think they've slowly gotten worse, mm. um, which is a real shame because the next time they announce one, we're clearly going to watch it and I'm dreading it. <laughs> the one the one that we didn't actually get to review, um, mm. but I've seen, which is The Night Eats the World. Oh yeah, um, I have actually seen that, and they obviously picked my... that up. But that yeah. came out like that was just kind of they got yeah, they added it, was, it to the yeah, service. Yeah, they got it, they? and and because it was at the, it was at Fright Fest, and yeah. that's probably that's definitely my favorite. Because mm. um, it is just a zombie movie that has like this take that I enjoyed quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so you know, if any of them watch that one, yeah, I I'd say that as well, and I haven't even seen it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was our discussion on the silence. We will take a short break, and we'll be right back. Yeah, we do have a question this week. Uh, of course, you can always hit us up on Twitter at SHBpod. Uh, send us any questions regarding, obviously, the movies that we're covering or anything in general. Um, this week, we have one from Joe, um, who says, "If there was one, he's, he's actor, not going to get one in next week. He's going to be recovering from the drinking game." Yeah, um, he says, "If there's one actor and one actress that has not been in the genre that you would love to see, who would that be and why?" Um, very very difficult one to answer obviously a lot of people have been in horror movies like there isn't too many who haven't even dabbled in the genre um, yeah you gotta love that maybe some newer actors but is there anyone who sort of springs to mind for you i mean the only person that popped into my head because i'd really like to see her try a scream queen kind of role uh emma watson mm. i yeah, just i don't know i'd love to see it i reckon she could do it um i'd really love like her playing like that um you know scream kind of nev campbell sort of kind of scream queens kind of role uh i'd be down for that mm. um i feel like she's so wholesome that she'd play that character so well yeah that'd be really interesting to see someone like that. that in like a proper horror movie um, yeah yeah so i'd be down yeah. for that I, I don't know really I, I i think my funny answer would just be the rock because why not um oh yeah i'd be down because for the he's, rock he's just in anything because he's definitely not been in a horror movie and i'm just like what would that even look like as someone oh, who's so kind of like the kind of like the dad from us that's what i want him to be like yeah kind of like this bumbling oh, right. but absolute tank that's <sighs> what i want that would be interesting but how like he's just he's too much of a tank like, i'm not gonna say that uh <laughs> The our man in us isn't a tank, but there's some yeah, levels of tank. And there's the rock. Yeah, like, like there are only there are only like three human beings on the planet bigger than the rock. I mean, is there even three? I really well, I don't, don't know. know. I can't even think of two <laughs> others. So. <laughs> so, but yeah, I would love to see it. Whether it would be whether he'd be Mark good Henry, guy, or bad guy, strong, strongest man, isn't it? <laughs> so whether he would be you know good guy or bad guy, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, it's not fair him being the bad guy. Well, but then if he's the good guy, who's going to be the one okay, intimidating him? Week, he's my pick for Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> You've just undone that wonderful answer from last week. Congratulations. Um, oh, he'd be a good Jason. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I'm going like, to have to think take, about this. Like lift the mask up and does the people's eyebrow. This, it's, a really, it's a really good question. Yeah, I love that we've just yeah. given up at this point, even trying to give serious answers. Oh, yeah. Emma Watson was a serious <laughs> answer. I think that's a good shout. Um, but yeah. the second you throw the rock in, yeah. just all bets are off at this point. 
I'm gonna. I might have a think about this one because there's plenty of actors who mm. I massively enjoy that I haven't seen in a genre. Yeah. So I, yeah, we might. I mean, I mean, Jack Black has obviously dabbled, mm. um, kind of like you know dipped his toe in with like a goosebumps. So I was trying to think, has he done anything else? Um, but um, love mm. me some Jack Black. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'll have a think. There's some obvious yeah. ones, like the, the big names, like the sort of, the you know, the DiCaprios and stuff, but it's just... Mm. But even, know. like, Shutter Islands, like, he kind of, yeah. you know... I'll have, I'll have a think. I'll have a think about mm. this one. Um, but, yeah, always thanks Although for Although a DiCaprio really villain, uh, tell you what I want. I want a remake of uh, Sleeping with the Enemy right. uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio playing <laughs> the uh, ex-husband. Right. That's who a deep would, cut right there. Who would be the two female leads? Um, Jamie Lee Curtis... So wait, the two? You mean like the mum and the the wife? Isn't Who's it the like? Two? Isn't it? Wait, am I? Th- which one am I thinking of? I think I'm Julia Roberts of sleeping with the enemy. Hmm, I might be thinking. Where of she has movie. like an abusive ex husband. Who's the lead uh, guy in that in the original? Uh, I Is can't remember. Bruce no. Oh, I'm thinking. Of, oh, am no. I thinking of Death Becomes Her? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's what no, I was sleeping. Of. Sleeping with the enemy. Um, I tell oh, you is what, that a Bonnie em- Boiler one. Yeah, yeah. Emma yeah. Watson. Emma Watson. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and I think all this question has proved is that we are not casting directors. Um, Damn it, we did so well last week. We did so well. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we had time to prepare for that one. This one came in whilst we were recording, so uh, True. came True. in hot. We gave it our um, best. We gave yeah, it our we best. did. Thanks for that one. Um, but yeah, t- let's let's talk some TV, shall we? We have to really. Um, Where do we want to go? Spoilers ahead for Game of Thrones because we have seen episode two. I mean, um, I feel like the second episode is episode two is spoilers are apparently free games. So they really are. Like I'm trying my best to avoid the stuff because I'm not going to be a psycho and stay up every Sunday to watch it. Um, no, so it's a case of when I can get to watch it on the Monday and it's been very difficult. Mm. Um, but I respect I, the fact that at least it's becoming on demand super quick for us. In the yeah, UK, that's cool. So we that don't have really to cool. wait to that nine o'clock show in the next day. Oh, we can just terrible. watch it. I love demand. that. Yeah, yeah. They obviously they do screen it at like 3am or whatever. And then, yeah, they just, yeah, they screen it, it and then it goes on demand instantly. Which is a small thing, but hmm. being in the UK, I appreciate that. Oh no, I that don't goes know what a... the case, but that that was that's been really cool. Yeah, that's amazing. That goes such a long yeah. way nowadays. But mm-hmm. um, obviously, we talked about episode one and liked it. It was very much a slow episode and very much a catch up, you know, to tell you like mm. here's what's going on. I <clears throat> adored this episode. This was like one of my all time favorites. I thought it was just the whole. It was just under an hour, and I honestly loved every single moment, um, every interaction between all the characters. I think it's it's wild to think about what the show was and what it is now, where you're in this one location in Winterfell and you've got everyone pretty much there. Mm. Like, there's no Cersei. Well, yeah, you've, you've episode, just got obviously. you've just got like you've just got Cersei that's like barricaded herself in with yeah, and a few others, obviously. And, 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 but and you've got like it's so weird seeing like all all the other Lannisters, all the Starks, yeah. and everyone else, and like all these people that have been trying to murder each other and i love all these little interactions well obviously when they have the best interaction around the fireplace and yeah. um they make a joke about how they've all tried to kill each other or at yeah. least all tried to kill the starks in the past and now they're like sharing wine yeah um, it was fantastic i mean i i wouldn't i don't think i'm quite as high as you on it saying it's like mm. one of my all-time faves but i loved it it was the quintessential like calm before the storm it it was so lord of the rings mm. um I mean, it's straight up Ham's kind of Return of the King, where kind of a character starts singing a song, and then we just yeah. have the, like, this hype kind of build up moment. Um, and and yeah, I I loved it, and I loved what it means for the next episode. Um, and kind of they're, they're starting to sow these little seeds of kind of you know, obviously Danny and John kind of having their backwards and forwards. Yeah, well, there was the two, wasn't sure. there? Because there was, there the was one with yeah, Sansa. Danny, Danny and Sansa, where mm-hmm. that one was super interesting, where she was like, "Where does that leave the North?" And she pulled her hand away, and it's kind of like. Is it going to go down with them? I kind of feel like the Danny heel turn is almost inevitable at this point. Mm. Um, and but it's kind of because obviously we've got these four episodes left. We've got a massive battle that needs to happen with the 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 kind of Night King, and um, it feels like that's obviously going to be Winterfell and kind of Bran and that sort of thing heavily involved. But then after that surely then Cersei's going to have to be dealt with and kind of these 20,000 fighters that she has. So like, I mean, I feel like that's so what so the... much battle like in this. Yeah. I could see the next episode pretty much be in the battle and we'll probably know either way the conclusion of that, yeah. which is a, a bit of a shame in TV sense, because if they were going to do something mental, like have the night King win, I don't think it would happen in the third episode. Um, but mm. you know, who knows with the show? Um, but yeah, I could see it being, you know, the battle and then it's a kind of case of right. These friends. I kind of feel been... like, 
like the Night Ford. King might win, but mm. a few characters survive, and then he heads off to King's Landing. Yeah, like, they could do because obviously the the army that uh, is at Winterfell currently is going to struggle against this army already. They have yeah, they pretty much feel destroy. like they're going to lose unless yeah, they it's basically America. Helm's Deep. Um, because because at this point it's just straight up Lord of the Rings, mm. and um, like they're going to be depleted after this to then fight Cersei. Whereas if 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 the Night King wing wins, he only gets stronger because he mm. gets dead. So like I don't know, I, I can kind of see him winning this. Yeah, like, it'd be fascinating. To see, but I, I loved seeing all the interactions. Like you say, the the yeah. one round of fire with all the best ones. Like Jamie is just the man. I there, there are so many characters that I'm so attached to now, and I'll be so disappointed if they die. Even I feel like they kind of yeah. need to. Jamie's like, Jamie's gone. Like Jamie, I love. Um, I love. I, I wish I. I love him, and it's annoying because I don't know his name. The ginger guy, um, with the beard. Oh like, yeah, yeah, amazing. Like his interactions with Brienne are always so fun. I like, love. I love that weird love triangle that they've got going on. It's fantastic. Yeah. I um, like Jamie's just giving Brienne these looks and she's giving them back. And then he just comes along and is just trying to get his F on with her instantly. Yeah. It's so good. Like yeah. the, um, the thing that I found fascinating today was, um, I looked at the local kind of betting odds of, <laughs> of who's going to die. <laughs> and literally everyone, you, you don't get your money back mm. for placing a bet on it. There aren't many where you get more than your return on your, on your bet. Is that for the <laughs> end of the season outrageous. or the end of the like next the episode? The yeah. 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 So a lot of them, a lot of characters are one to 20 mm. and hardly any of them. Yeah. Are the other way around in the way of staying the estate. I, I think there's, outrageous. A, there's probably only one or maybe even two that I would bet on would be like Jon Snow. I'd probably bet die. On. No, to live. Oh, right, to live. Yeah, there weren't many that that were hired to live. And I think maybe, um, Sansa maybe was I high. would be the only San, other one. Sansa, I think, was high. Yeah, and so was so was Sam Tarly. Right, I think okay. they were the two highest to survive. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating though. Like I say, I loved it. It was it was like I say the calm before the storm. The the moment where, of course, you know, John revealed it to Danny just before the night mm. king yeah, came. Which was like cool. again beautiful time. And so now you have no idea. Like they've formed all these kind of allegiances at the last minute. All mm. these ba- you know these people that are banded together, but you really don't know where their allegiances lie. Like anyone could turn on anyone in the battle <laughs> at any given time. And I love that. And I yeah. God, I cannot wait for next week. Um, and dragons. I'm so, I'm so sad dragons as well. Are cool. that it's, we're only got like four more episodes, man. Like, mm. I think I'm gonna have to rewatch it because I'm in such a mood to rewatch it at the minute. Like, I can't wait. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's, uh, little that's bit much TV for now. Little bit more on TV. Just oh, okay. um, talking about Netflix. Mm. Um, oh, did you start is- that show? Yeah, uh, Black Sunday or whatever it's called. Summer. It's called Black Sunday. Black Summer. Sorry. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, watched the first episode only so far. Um, it's quite weird because it chops around between different characters. So we get kind of like a character screen given a name, and then we get a little video of them, like oh, okay. them in the post-apocalyptic world. Um, hmm. It's not from the initial outbreak what I, as what I thought. It's with our characters already fully aware of what's going on and kind of the right. military moving people out, um, which is a bit disappointing for me. I really wanted it from day one. Is it zombies? Um, it's zombies, Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the thing that does quite cool in this episode is we're probably introduced to like half a dozen different characters. And as we, as we get to like character number two, we see the first character kind of in their story. And we didn't realize that character number two was, you know, going to be one of our characters in the other vignettes, if you see what Mm, I mean. And like, there's a character that gets hit by a car. And like later on, you see that character with one of the other people and the, the other person turns out to be like one of our main characters who's gets you know, cool. her friend gets hit by the car so you keep seeing and like there's one character that kind of shows up and then we get his backstory and find out that he's not what we thought he was and now kind of next time we see him with the other character it's going to be quite interesting so like it's it's doing some cool things and i really respect that it's kind of um quite a quite a lack of zombies so far there, there was one which was pretty cool which was kind of like this character that basically turns into a zombie um you you turn into a zombie almost instantly if you die so the character that Hmm. gets hit by a car kind of like slowly dies and within 10 seconds of her final breath she's up as a zombie um you become one yeah yeah Yeah. so it's not just bites and then kind of the rest of her bit is her kind of just terrorizing people and just running around and they kind of they they move a bit different to like a normal zombie. It, it's kind of more like a crazed 
person but still like aware of what they're doing so like she can open doors and kind of um think a bit and kind of move less kind of frantic if you know what i mean Mm. like she gets like a crazy run on when she needs to but it's like kind of measured and when she doesn't need to and the way she walks it's not zombie like so it is more kind of like um a la 28 days later Mm. kind of like this this death rage type thing but it's quite weird that you know the characters are dying and coming back and they're not full zombie in the normal sense um but yeah, I'm, I'm i enjoyed it i'm gonna be watching some more okay cool yeah i'm interested to see how it yeah. is like because it came yeah. out and I, ha- I haven't really seen any reaction to it so no no you know me with zombies mm. um you gotta watch it and yeah uh as we haven't had a little arrow conversation for a little while i mm. thought i'd uh go right back into my arrow collection and uh go right back to 1971 Mm. um and i watched a bay of blood all right um so this kind of got on my radar from the slasher documentary that we watched which was kind of like talking about like this was the original kind of or one of the not let's not get into the debate yeah. of original, but kind of like but one 1971 or, is early for a lot of those yeah things. but like this kind of real early one that really sets the boundaries that not a lot of people talk about and have mm. seen um and i can definitely see why this one doesn't get the 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 kind of eyes on it like some do and i can also see why people find it a darling uh as well because it's kind of weird because the movie kind of is slow and is very slow has some terrible kind of acting in it and stereotypes and it doesn't hold up massively that side with the acting there's some hilarious stuff with night and day where they clearly transition to night but have filled it in bright daylight because they (laughs) didn't have any lights or anything so they're just kind of like characters that are in a house and it's clearly dark they go outside and it's just straight up daylight it's very jarring Mm. um but the thing that this movie does is the the practical effects and the gore are outrageous just just absolutely outrageous i can't believe this movie was made in 1971 for that Mm. like there is some serious like uh there's decapitations there's just kind of like you know brutal stabbing there's all manner of stuff in this movie and it's proper violent and proper on screen most of it and does it look yeah i couldn't yeah yeah that's the whole thing it it looks incredible Mm. um you know, it looks straight up Tom Savini. Yeah. Um, the the movie itself goes proper weird, where it's kind of like this um, holiday home area, and kind of like all these characters that kind of like own different homes and want to inherit some of the homes, and it kind of becomes this weird everyone trying to kill everyone murder mystery thing, where kind of like basically multiple characters want to get ownership of this kind of bay. And so they kill in everyone and therefore they will own everything at the end of it. Right. And that kind of gets really silly towards the end where characters are just straight up killing each other and it makes no sense. And then mm. kind of at the very end, the two characters are like, think they've won these two kids who are like eight um, that have been left in a camper van, just turn up with a shotgun and kill them and then <laughs> just like stroll off skipping. And that's like the mm. end of the movie. And I was like, Whoa, this was a trip. Hey, um, did you just spoil it? I mean, I might have, but I feel like For statue of limitations. Fifty years yeah, old. <laughs> this movie came out in nineteen seventy-one, so I feel like I didn't need to throw up a spoiler warning. Um, <laughs> but yeah, one hundred percent. That's the last frame of the movie. Um, but yeah, this is kind of it's kind of mad and. Um, I enjoyed it for the gore mainly mm-hmm. and not a lot else to be honest, but right, so it's it not was, one of it the was better ones you've seen. No, definitely not. Um, it was just the fact that this movie came out in 1971 and somehow pulled off this gore is that I'm glad I've seen it, but yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be throwing out a strong recommend. Hence why I feel comfortable spoiling the ending because yeah. I normally wouldn't, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't think this movie serves a great, you know, rewatchability point, uh, you know, apart from the gore. Yeah. You know, I'd recommend borrowing it and just fast forwarding to see that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I might check it out at some point. It sounds cool. I haven't seen like, since we, cause we had that run where I saw like, was it Intruder and all those other yeah. ones that were really fun. Um, yeah. I haven't seen one in a little while. So yeah, I kind of want to see one. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. Um, seems like next week we're probably going to be talking about the prodigy. Um, because Are we don't do the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to mention that. Um, but, uh, yeah, pro- the Prodigy kind of didn't really get a UK release. It seems Yay. at least not in our area. Uh, it came out around February in uh, the in the states. Um, 
didn't do well at all and i feel like they kind of pulled the international release and then rushed forward the on-demand and sort of dvd and blu-ray release um which was this week so yeah we will be talking about that um which we're very excited for um and of course yeah enjoy endgame if you're going to be seeing it this week um i know we will and i cannot bloody wait Um, cannot wait man but yeah that was episode 140 where we talked about the silence uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone I never could, how could I start that?